Hey, welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. I know it's been a little bit, but I promise we do talk about animals. We <laughs> Each week we discuss a new animal and learn a little bit more about them. Uh, we're both former zookeepers and nothing we say reflects any past, present, or future organizations. All thoughts and opinions are our own. I believe I've covered everything I need to say here in the beginning, so sure. let's go ahead and get grimy. Contractually obligated to say. <laughs> exactly. That we signed with the devil. <laughs> the devil's sitting there looking at us, sweating. Don't you dare. Itch. They gonna say it? They gonna say it? Are you gonna say it? If you're not, I'm gonna sue you. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get sued by that devil. But Just add it to the list, honestly. Uh, what's new with you, Flora? How's life? How was your zookeeper week? <laughs> uh, yeah, I celebrated um, National Zookeeper Week by... Um, mm-hmm. I uh, made passive-aggressive memes on the internet. Yes. And um, didn't do anything outside. <laughs> Celebrating <laughs> myself. Hell yeah, dude. That's the best way to celebrate. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was Zookeeper Week until it was. Like, until that Sunday. Right. Where it starts. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Which I never really kept track of it when I was Zookeeper either, because, again, like, it didn't matter. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I definitely forgot about it this time. So everything was, like, really well-timed with our stuff. Yeah, it honestly worked out uh, quite well. The fact that we were, like... In a good space, a good, <laughs> a good space to talk mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. our experiences, mm-hmm. and it coinciding with uh, the one week every year where they celebrate keepers but don't actually celebrate keepers. Like, mm-hmm. who would have thought? Who would have thought it would have all seamlessly worked together? What did you ever get? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of like. So one place we worked, they gave us like donated goods, but like, like the zoo didn't do they didn't pay for anything right they just reached out and asked for like donations from organizations uh but yes i know that like like the most i ever got like at the time i was like this mm -hmm. is lit and then like even now like it was okay Mm -hmm. i mean we did get like socks and stuff but we got like Mm -hmm. that movie um we got like a like a movie ticket and socks and then like a bunch of sunglasses from like a bank (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like maybe like one of those like neon shirts that's supposed to like help you cool off but like that we couldn't wear because like wasn't our uniform mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then just like cookies or something honestly the people that did the most were like the azac chapters i feel like oh they yeah we just did it for always. ourselves mm-hmm. yeah and that like how funny is that that like the zookeeper chapter has to like <laughs> make their like celebrate their own week their own thing <laughs> plan their own little party it's kind of sad yeah i mean here's the thing i'm not trying to shit on places that do appreciation or whatever you should still do appreciation but the fact of the matter is like (laughs) there's so many larger issues and it's become such a like problem where it's not even celebrating zookeepers anymore and it's like only one week a year and for the most part what you get are like coupons to local restaurants that like the restaurants like it literally took no effort to do that you know what i'm saying it's like if you could actually put that energy and those resources into getting counseling for your staff or trying to put together time where they have away from a lot of the cleaning that they have to do or no. like they made a lunch at a weird even time like giving them like attend. handwritten notes would be like so nice. <laughs> no, we would get Waffle House coupons and it was it would say free waffle on it. But when you read the fine print, it said after the purchase of a waffle. <laughs> yes, it's always like this like shitty coupon. <laughs> it's just Aww. like. Buy one, get one free roast beef from Arby's every other Sunday. And you're like, okay, thanks. Or it's like, here's 15% off at an antique mall 15 miles away. And I'm like, I can't, but I'll never go it's there. It's funny to me because like the reason there's an appreciation week is because they're acknowledging the fact that like we're shortchanged, right? That's why there's teacher appreciation yes. week, right? Because everyone acknowledges and, like, nurses the fact appreciation week. Yeah. Yes. That like their lives suck and like they mm-hmm. deserve better. And so they go, they do for one week, <laughs> they like do a good. And then the zookeeper one is like, no, actually... This is all of you. And then like, oh, I know. That's my thing is it's just like, well, we want to celebrate all the staff. It shouldn't just be keepers. And I'm like, then celebrate all the staff. But don't take away from the keepers to do that. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. There's 52 weeks in a year. Every zoo is like, hashtag all lives matter. Um, (laughs) Don't be disgusting. This is zookeeper week. (laughs) Can we not? Oh, my God. Like, literally. (laughs) Please. So anyways, um, what's anything else exciting going on in your non-zookeeping life um absolutely not tight can't you had some good soup though tonight huh i had some good pho and i got nice. the soup sleeps i got the soupy sleeps 
The sleepy, sleepy sleep. soupies. The soupy sleepies. I'm, I'm sleepy. You're gonna sleep so well tonight, though. I am, and I'm not going to the gym tomorrow at 6 a.m. Tuesday's my day off, so I get to Ooh, sleep in till like 7:55 when I roll out of bed and clock in at eight for my job. <laughs> <laughs> Too far away from my bed. Soup sleep. It's gonna be the best sleep of your life. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Anyways, how are you? How was your National Zookeeper Week? Oh my god, I also uh, just cackled at all of our beams and oh my god loved yeah. everyone's response to them it sucks that everyone can like re- uh relate but I it's know. also very funny because we're all like yeah it sucks right like we're all like commiserating <laughs> it's nice yeah um but other than that i am drinking a bll i didn't do anything else to celebrate zookeeper week mm-hmm. and i do nothing with my life in general mm-hmm. it's great yeah just, you know just doing another my thing that happened was going the, to therapy. Yeah, the Discord like almost like tried to kill a man or woman or a non-binary. I don't know an they, entity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went after like an organization. Um, if you don't know from our uh, social media, we have like a watermark on our memes now because we had like the For same <laughs> the same website that was like copying and pasting our memes onto their like website with that like had like thousands of viewers. Mm-hmm. And, like, they, I think they were doing it on purpose. Like, they were purposely not crediting us, which is, like, whatever if you're sharing it with your friends. But when you're using it to, like, drive traffic to your page. Yeah. And what's, like, mind-blowing to me is that they would do that. They would, like, poach the image and then they would paste it in their own post. And then they would add, like, 15 hashtags. hashtags. I know, to try to get it to pop off. Yeah. And um, I was like, wait a second. You didn't even add us as a hashtag. <laughs> but the... What? <laughs> The thing is, is like when the Discord sniffs you out, like when they find you and they think you're doing a bad, like they tried to like for. end this person's career. They like commented all over it. They DM'd them. They like got on their Instagram. Mm-hmm. They like went after these people. So if you see watermarks on our memes, that's why. I don't know. Like we make, I don't know if you know this, but we make like 99.9%. Like I would say yes. out of the two years, we've probably posted less than eight memes that were not ours. Oh like yeah, we, no, we make them. We um, make every, every single week. one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I like sometimes I like dream about them. Like that one time we were at, <laughs> we were eating at barbecue and like I was just like <gasps> I should make a meme and like I, it just comes to me. Um, <laughs> Flora and I are trying to enjoy a nice barbecue lunch. And it was like my dad. <laughs> and she's just like she's sitting at the table like sweating, looking at her phone. I was like, "Hey man, what's up?" And you're just like, "Is this a good meme format?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, like, we're eating barbecue." um but yeah so it, it turned out it was a really good i don't know format. we're fucking funny and like we deserve to like people to know that it's us yeah it takes us time and we put effort into it and, and it was, like it was like you know? double double funny because it was like a meme about like how zookeepers are taken advantage of and then like a website <laughs> pilfered like a zookeepers meme about like i don't know how zookeepers just, are taken advantage yeah. of yeah. <laughs> it was it was, it was wild life imitates art truly but thank yeah, you guys when you do share ones. straight from our page because then we get like the analytics and then people like find us because we don't pay for advertising. So like our memes right. are like our ads, basically. They are. Because yeah, when you share them, only, it's like a little commercial. They're like our biggest outreach. Yeah. And because it relates to so many of you, that's how most people find our page is like through our memes. So if someone just poaches it, that's fucked the up. The Discord will come for you. Like fuck around and find out. Okay. So. <laughs> Truly. Just saying. Um, yeah. We love our patrons. And actually, speaking of that, we have two new patrons this hey. month. Hey. And by this month, I mean this week. I want to talk about them. Are you ready? I would love to hear about them. So in case anyone didn't know, anytime we get Grime Gang patrons, any new ones, those are our $10 a month tier, they get a shout out on the show. And wow. I'm so excited to say that we have two shout outs this week. Two? <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so in, in light of National Zookeeper Week, I want yeah. us to talk about like <laughs> some of the... <laughs> Some of the things that people, that, like, management has done that they thought was, like, an acceptable appreciation activity. Yes. When in all actuality, it um, kind of sucked and all we okay. wanted was livable wages. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to do that for our two new Grime Game patrons. Okay, so, perfect. Tiffany, what did Tiffany receive for National Zookeeper Week? So Tiffany received a picture taken from her own personal Facebook posted on the um zoo's facebook while every other zookeeper got a professional photo taken of them with like a nice camera and their favorite animal okay not that that happened to me or like whatever but not speaking from experience not speaking from any experience um okay 
<laughs> okay, womp Tiffany. Um, all right, next one. Kristen, what did Kristen get for National Zookeeper Week? Kristen got a um, just a single line at the bottom of like a daily report that said "Happy NZKW" and like a period, no exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> like at the bottom, um, that happened like to a me. daily report. <laughs> <laughs> this relates to me. Fuck. Damn, we hope you both had a nice National Zookeeper Week. It sounds yeah. like it was rough. You know what's kind of funny also, um, and by funny I mean tragic in most ways, mm-hmm. is that like beyond all of the qualifications that are required to become a keeper, mm-hmm. there's also this expectation that like you have like a generally neutral appearance, right? Like you don't have any like crazy hair colors or like yeah. facial piercings or tattoos yeah. or whatever. Um, and then I recently saw a zoo, and like it's great that like the tide is turning, but I recently saw a zoo be like hey we're showing off our keepers tattoos because they're so dedicated to their animals and i'm just like for years though you've been denying keepers who had like visible tattoos yes like wear long sleeves like a thousand degrees and now you're just like Mm -hmm. look at how cool they are we're gonna get social media likes they're so dedicated it's like they've always been dedicated you've just been shitty about it (laughs) (laughs) anyways anyways that's it for our ranting we're actually going to talk about an animal this week Wow. I hope you all are excited. So this one is coming courtesy of Ethan. Thank you, Ethan. Jesus Christ. Don't let it go to your head. (laughs) Let me just say that. (laughs) Uh, But if anyone is unaware, every week we ask our patrons to help us figure out what animal we're going to talk about. And Ethan suggested the beaver. So we're going to be talking about the beaver. Oh, my God. I honestly can't believe we haven't talked about the beaver yet. Like, I feel like I have, like, deja vu right now because I feel like we've talked about the beaver. But we haven't. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know. I had Maybe it's just him? like low-hanging fruit and we've been like batting it away all these right. years. That might have been it. But the beaver, it's a semi-aquatic aquatic rodent. It do be. Big rodent and it hangs out in the water. Did you actually know, a did you know man. this, Flora, that it is the second largest living rodent in the entire world? Do you know what the first largest one is? I want to say it's the African porcupine. Nah, dude. It's the capybara. Oh, those stupid fucking things. I even took care of those. <laughs> I feel like beavers and Why capybaras get give off, like, same energy. They have the same round ass. And, like, pokey exterior. <laughs> kind of all just, like, oh, yeah. spiky. <laughs> They've got the same round ass. That, that's for sure. Uh, so there are two different species, two extant species, uh, the North American beaver and the Eurasian beaver. So let's get oh. into that scientific classification. We're in Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Chordata, Class Mammalia, Order Rodentia, Family, Castoridae, genus, castor, and then the two species. So your North American beaver is castor canadensis, and the Eurasian beaver is castor fiber. (laughs) Castor fiber does not sound like a beaver. It sounds like an internet provider. Castor (laughs) fiber. You got that Google fiber or that castor fiber? Castor fiber is uh, so quick. So quick. He shows up and he's like, hey, can you let me in your backyard to like install your internet? (laughs) Not to chop down any of your trees. Just install your internet. Hey, hey, I'm definitely not here to chop down your trees. I would never chop down any trees. I'm just install your internet. Let me the fuck in. I would love to install your internet. Get you that Wi-Fi. (laughs) (laughs) We have pretty good beaver, I would say. We have pretty good beaver impressions. Sounds just like every beaver I've ever met. I feel pretty good about it. I don't think I've ever met a beaver now that I'm actually thinking about it. Really? That's interesting. I was was actually just about to ask, have you ever worked with beavers? Because you mentioned you work with capybaras. I did. Those big shitty fucking shitballs. Um, no. I don't, I've never, I don't even, oh no! Oh, I did. Well, we did. But like, this was a journey. (laughs) I worked at a zoo that had them. We had those stinky things, but I never worked with them. What I Mm. did have was a penguin habitat that was a converted beaver habitat. So it had these weird beaver dams and absolutely nothing for penguins. So we did. I had that. That'll work. Seamless transition. So it's basically a beaver. (laughs) I guess. It's got water. You're good. It's got water. What else do they fucking need? But you worked with beavers. I did work with beavers. Yeah, I worked with beavers for a couple of years. They were part of a routine I had. And they were um, really weird and really intimidating, I would say. Because they're like a lot bigger than you think they are. For sure. And especially when you're, like, up close and personal, you're just like, uh, uh. <laughs> just kind of look at you and you're like, uh. <laughs> That's at least how I felt. He's got something behind his eyes, like some kind of sin it's, or, It's like, malice. Yeah, he's got malice yeah. behind his eyes. Um, Intent I, to sin. And sin. Well, of course, yeah. The, those go hand in hand. I think um, part of the problem is that the place that I worked with them, they 
Like, we had a door that went into their habitat, but we also mm-hmm. had, like, a little door that went mm-hmm. into their den. Yes. And, like, little the little den. door was, like, waist high. Yeah. And so you opened it. And when you opened it, there was just, like, a huddle of beavers, like, like a foot and a half away from you, just, like, looking at you. And so it was, like, extremely unnerving to open that door because it was also kind of dark in there. Mm-hmm. And then you would, like, put their food down. And, like, especially with them being so much bigger than you think. It was just everyone was really still and just watching you. So I was always <laughs> terrified they were going to attack me. Like li- I was right. constantly terrified. It didn't help. Well, they had babies too. So they were like, yeah, sus, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And they like didn't want anything obviously to do with us. But I think also part of the problem is that like my supervisor who trained me was basically just like, oh, we just go in here and do this. Like it was like not training. Like <laughs> most people exactly that are trained like at a zoo, her. they're just like, oh, just go in this area and clean it. And it's like you you're never trained exactly how to like, like properly <laughs> interact <twice>. with an <laughs> animal. <laughs> And so I was like, just, I was like, I'm going to give you your space, man. Like, I get it. You don't want me here. I don't want to be here. Let's just. I don't trust a beaver. Let me give you the sweet potato and I will jet. I don't need to trust a beaver. I've never had an instance where I needed to. And I don't think I would if given the opportunity. Exactly. And then when I would I go out and I would like service their habitat, it was honestly great because they just like stayed in their den. And so I yeah. could like be out there. There was a really big toad that lived in that habitat. So that was really fun. I'm sorry, I who? To, like, a toad? A toad? Like Ooh, a real big toad. Toe. <laughs> toe. Um, a toad, yeah. He was really cool. And then there's also a pelican that moved yes. in. Yes. So, like, really, honestly, what I was taking care of more than anything was a pelican um, yeah. in a beaver habitat. Did and he then have also feet? some beavers on the side. Did yeah. that pelican have feet? He had one foot. He had one. Okay. I was and like, like, I a remember... cr- like a fucked up wing. Yeah. I distinctly remember him being kind of fucked up. <laughs> okay. Because. <Well, laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there was that, like, one, like, really big storm where we're like, we got to catch up all the pelicans. And all of them lived in one pond, except for this one with the fucked up wing, because it couldn't leave. Yeah. And so, like, we also had to go get that. <laughs> I was like, hey, what about this one? This, like, other Don't pelican. Don't forget him. <laughs> Don't forget about him. Anyways, um, yeah, they were they were cool. They were, like, really interesting, but, like, I, I don't know. I really wanted to give them their space. Like, I was trying to be real respectful, and I feel like they vibed with that, so... We're just gonna leave it at that. I think there's something about how like they're always doing like the downward dog. Yes, like, their ass is always up. Well, and, and their head like... is always down. And I'm like, why are you? Yes, isosceles triangle. <laughs> like, what is this shape? And when they're not, they just have little hands that they like hold together. Yes, which is scary. Um, but yeah. the little babies, the kits, are really cute because they sure. look like little bison. I don't know why. Because <laughs> I think it's like the high ridge yeah. on the oh. forehead. It they totally look like is the tiny forehead. little bison. They're so cute, and they've got their little tails. Oh, they're really cute. So cute. Anyways, I've worked with beavers. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, they're they're pretty well known. I feel like most people in the world have at least like seen a picture of a beaver, if not seen a beaver in person. Obviously, they're endemic mm. to North America. Yeah. So if you live in those areas, you might have seen some in the wild. Pretty cool. But they're pretty common in zoos too. Like not super common, but. You see them a lot of places. A lot of times, if you do see them in zoos, you're going to see them with, like, an indoor den viewing, which is kind of neat. Right. Um, otherwise. A, yeah. If they're a good zoo, they're actually going to have, like, their <laughs> night uh, light bulbs going so that the beavers aren't, like, disrupted or whatever with, like, a yeah. bright, bright-ass light in their den. Um, but if not, then there's also that as an option. There's no light on. <laughs> yeah. But in case you've never seen a beaver, I'm going to give you a quick description. So they're a pretty stout animal. They're, like, thick. They're, like, a big mm-hmm. – I don't even know. They're just, you like – bowl them. Yeah. They're just bigger than – they're bigger than you think. It's like a basketball, but bigger. I don't even know. I can't equate it to really anything else. They're very round. They're very big. But they are pretty stout animals. They have large heads and then big asses. They've got huge mm-hmm. incisors that they use as, like, chisels. Uh, they've mm-hmm. got brown or gray fur. Um, their back feet are more like, uh, like duck feet where they're webbed in between. And then their front feet are more like little mischievous fingers, like a little hand. <laughs> and then they also have a, <clears throat> a flat tail with a kind of like a scaly texture on it that takes up about a third of the length of their body. They have a head body length of between 80 and 120 centimeters or 31 to 47 inches. And they Big. have... Um, their tail, which is about 25 to 50 centimeters or about 10 to 20 inches. Um, what the so fuck is this pretty long. article? Which How one? do beavers feel about the internet? Oh, my God. <laughs> they fucking did it. <laughs> they- <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> 
Wow. It won't load, but like confirmed. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to set up a new internet provider, but to be honest. <laughs> what if it's just beavers What if now? it's just beavers? <laughs> like, it seems Oops, like it's all be beavers. a pretty good shtick for them. <laughs> beavers can weigh anywhere between 11 and 30 cakes or 24 to 66 pounds. That's what I'm saying. That's thick. Yeah. They get big. Yeah. I actually, I couldn't bowl that. I don't think I can bowl a 66-pound ball. No. I usually do the eight, <laughs> for being real. <laughs> That's a pretty big step up. It's actually interesting in bowling because you jump from eight to 66. There's really like, no in-between. Um, so you really got to like commit if you're going to go for the big Yeah, there's only two sizes. <laughs> Uh, there is uh, little to no sexual dimorphism in beavers, which is interesting. Because a lot of times in mammals, you do see a good Because, like, of that. I love to know, like, every time I see an animal, I'm just like, <gasps> what gender are you? What are your, thing, what's think. your genitals? What's your like? genitals? Like, mm-hmm. show me from the outside what's on your inside. I need you know? to see your genitals. Yep. Dying to know. <laughs> that's my, that's the first place my mind goes. Uh, males and females, though, are <laughs> externally almost completely identical. Obviously, internally, they got different stuff <laughs> going on. <laughs> But the females can be like just as big as the males, which is pretty interesting. Our female was; she was actually bigger than the male. I was terrified of her. (laughs) I was like, "I respect you, (laughs) ma'am. Please understand, I respect you." The beaver coat is pretty interesting in that it's very dense. We talked about sea otters several episodes ago, and they have like the densest fur of any aquatic mammal. But beaver coat is pretty dense too. They have between twelve thousand and twenty-three thousand hairs per square centimeter. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and that's important because they are an aquatic mammal. So the hairs are going to help keep them warm. But it's also going to help with their buoyancy in the water, help them float. And, and it then makes it- them cute so people like don't want to just like kill them all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then <laughs> because how thick the hair is, it protects them against the teeth and claws of predators that are trying to fucking mm. numb them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do have two different types of hairs. They've got their guard hairs, which are the external ones. Those are going to be longer, between five to six centimeters, or about two to two and a half inches long. And they're kind of that reddish brown color. And then they have their underfur as well, which is obviously underneath. It's a lot more mm-hmm. dense, and it's shorter and softer, and it's a uh, dark gray. So it's going to be about two to three centimeters, or about just under an inch to just over an inch long. During the summer, beavers will molt, and then, of course, they'll thicken up during the winter to stay nice. warm. Have you ever seen a beaver skeleton? I don't know. F- now that you say that, I don't I don't think I have. You should go ahead and Google them because they're a terrifying okay. creature. <laughs> okay. All right. Their skulls almost look identical to the Tremors monster head. Oh. Because oh. of them teeth. Ew, it's just like a big naked mole rat. <laughs> <laughs> they're really scary, yeah. Beavers have are really, really big skulls. Um, and the reason for this is, like, chewing. That's it. To eat your soul. Got a big head bones. so that you can chew. This man is built to chew. That's his That's his purpose. That's it. They've got four chisel-shaped incisors that grow and... I hate that they're always, like, yellow. Yes. And, okay. like, orange. That's, that's what, what I was going like. to say. Is like, the first thing I thought of is, Brush you know how you get, like, teeth. Cheeto fingers? <laughs> yeah. It's like Cheeto teeth. Brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> um so uh like all rodents they have their incisors those big ones out front that are Mm -hmm. flat and long and they grow continuously so they always have Mm -hmm. to be chewing on something to keep those filed down it's actually a really big problem for beavers that are kept in zoos if they're not kept in proper conditions with plenty of like chewing material then they can overgrow and they can run into like cutting their jaw and like their face and stuff Mm -hmm. with their fucked up teeth it's it's bad it's a bad thing so part of good beaver husbandry is providing them stuff to chew and then as you mentioned that outer enamel is like a very thick orange substance and it's due to a high level of iron it's like these iron compounds which help protect their teeth yeah one other interesting thing that i saw with their teeth is that i already mentioned that they have like their two incisors on the top and then two growing up from the bottom the roots of the lower incisors actually extend throughout the entire length of their lower jaw like our teeth, you okay, know, are like yeah, what, like a I'm half inch that. or like an inch yeah. deep. Theirs are their entire length of their lower jaw. What? That's crazy. I can see it like going into their bone, like way far down. Yeah, it's that's nuts. wild. Um, beyond those incisors, though, they also have one premolar and three molars on each side in both the upper and lower jaws. So they have twenty teeth in total. Beyond that, and those are used to like crush up all that fibrous material that they're chomping. Would our teeth just fall? Like, would they just get ripped out if we tried to chew a tree? Yeah. It would just get ripped out, Mine would right? fall out immediately. can't even do it. I think, yeah. Like, here's the thing. My teeth hurt if I How bite into a piece get? of, like, bread that's been toasted too much. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle a tree, dude. There's no Sensodyne for, like, trees. <laughs> Tree eating. <laughs> 
Not that I'm aware of, no. Cold sensitivity? <laughs> How about tree sensitivity? <laughs> I'm good with ice cream, but like when I gnaw on trees, Doc, it really hurts my teeth. I get splinters. <laughs> I get splinters and my teeth fall out. It's a problem. It's a big problem. Do you have Sensodyne for that? <laughs> God, I almost spit taked on my cardboard. <laughs> um, so again, because they're an aquatic mammal, they have a number of adaptations that allow them to thrive in the water. One of those nice. being that their eyes, ears, and nostrils are arranged kind of at the top uh, point of their head. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. part of the reason that they're all kind of clustered together, but also that they have those like little beady eyes. Um, yes. They're all up there so that when they're swimming... They can keep all that above water while the rest of them is submerged. (laughs) Uh, Another cool thing is that their nostrils and ears have valves that close underwater. And then their eyes have nictitating membranes, which we love a nictitating membrane. That's that capybara shit. They have them hippo ears. They just like (laughs) slurp them shut. Shh. (laughs) Shh. Can't hear you. Shh. Shh. Keep it down. (laughs) Blocking out the haters. (laughs) Exactly. I need that. I need to close my fucking ears. Y'all suck. (laughs) Um, this is concerning to to read, and I'm going to okay. tell you it now. Um, okay, great. So then one interesting thing is that their epiglottis, which is usually in, like, the back of your throat, right? And that's what's yeah. preventing you from, like, choking on shit and, like, whatever. Um, is that my dongle? No, that's your uvula, darling. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Your epiglottis is the little, like, flap that covers your uh, esophagus? Esophagus. Ta- it's been a while since I've used these words. I know. I'm like, I forgot. I forgot capybaras existed at the beginning of the episode. Like, I haven't had to use my brain at all in forever. This is hard. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm used to all the anime and video game lingo. I'm not used to my science lingo. <laughs> it tastes weird in my mouth. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's usually in most mammals in the back of our throat, right? And that's covering okay. our esophagus. In the case yes. of beavers, it's actually what in the nasal do? cavity, the epiglottis. <gasps> And so oh. it's um, in there instead of the throat, and it's preventing the water from flowing into their larynx, uh, larynx mm. and trachea from their nose. Okay. Yeah. Go off, I guess. Anti-drowning um, measures. Go off. Yeah. Always helpful. Always helpful if you're going to spend your time in the water. On top of that, they can actually raise the back of their tongue and create a waterproof seal in their mouth. So they don't need the epiglottis. They're just using their tongue. Oh. So he can chew underwater. Yeah. Exactly. And, oh, and on top of that- his lips can close behind his incisors. What? So he can chew in the water. Now Ew, that's it's gonna like a little. That's gross. I know. That's going to be concerning that. for some of you to think about the fact that their incisors are outside of the range of their lips. <laughs> I don't like that. It's why I gave them a wide berth. <laughs> I don't trust anyone who can close their mouth behind their teeth. Animal lips fuck? are already concerning, no matter the, more the species. The I look at his lips, the grosser it gets. They're so bad. But then I feel like these lips are pretty fucking bad. Like, the way that things are arranged, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't I don't like thinking about animal lips to begin with, but then you, no. like, put the teeth on the outside, and I'm like, this. why did we get to here? I don't like how we got here. <laughs> Can we stop? I don't like it. Anyways. There's something about me, right? I gotta um, move on, otherwise... I'm going to shudder. Um, spiral. So the, the beaver's front feet are the ones that are like the little hands. And those are the ones that they can yeah. use to like grab things. And like, I remember there was like one of the juveniles in the beaver den I worked with that like didn't mind people so much. They wouldn't like come over, but they would like not look like they were full of like mischief and malintent. Mm-hmm. And so I would like hand them their carrot and they oh. would just like take it and sit Risky there and business. like hold their carrot and chew on it. And it was very <gasps> cool. It was a very cool thing. Um, so yeah, those, those front hands are going to be used to grasp and manipulate things like food. They can also use them to dig and then they can also use them to carry things, which is like really cute. <laughs> um, the hind feet, as I mentioned before, are webbed and those are going to be quite a bit bigger and they're to aid in swimming. Uh, obviously if you're an aquatic thing, you got to be able to fucking swim. So that's what it's for. I just think a beaver, like if we, it's one of those things that like if we had the skeleton of it only, we mm-hmm. would be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like because we grew up seeing it, it's like, yeah, this webbed foot, fucking skin tail or on the back. Like that's totally normal. Mm-hmm. He eats trees. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Like what the fuck? The whole thing is he like just like transform an entire ecosystem and like lives hashtag kind of underwater in like a weird den. Like what? He's got teeth outside his mouth. <laughs> his teeth are outside of his mouth. He literally has like an underwater. He makes like a fucking treehouse underwater. Yeah, like, I can't comprehend. An underwater disco. 
can't put you can't pin this man down. He's unexpected at every turn. So like I think if like it's one of those things that if he was extinct, we would be shaking, quaking. Like we would <laughs> never understand him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like why are we why are we like, oh my god, platypus are so weird. It's like a duck and like a thing and like all these other things combined. Look at a beaver! Meanwhile, Look this, at a beaver. This guy it's is out here installing our internet and we're like not even. It's batting a platypus an eye. like but like 70 times as big. Like it, I'm horrified. It's really scary. Yeah, it's really scary. So then, yeah, they've got that big tail. You mentioned that. It's um big it's so and flat big. and thick. It's like And it was like Morse code. Thick. I mean, it's fucked up. It is fucked up. Um <laughs> the tail is really handy for the beaver because as he goes around doing his construction beaver work, things. he needs to have like this thing to help him out. Um so it's got a flat base and then it kind of extends out honestly. It looks like a big tongue. Yeah. Um, and it's just, like, really big. It uh, provides support for the beaver when it's standing upright. So, like, if he's, like, chewing mm-hmm. on a tree, it'll, like, keep him up there so big he doesn't tip foot. over. Um, <laughs> when he's swimming, it acts as a rudder, which is, like, nice. handy. And it also stores fat, Bone. which is also handy. It also has a pretty complex blood vessel system within it that allows oh. the beaver to, like, thermoregulate. So it can, sure. like, lose heat when it's hot and then retain heat when it's cold. Love to right. see it. Love to see it. I like when they sit on it. Like, it can be behind yeah. them, but they can also, kind of like, like, tuck it between their under. legs and just, like, yes. sit on it. Yeah. A little surfboard. And, and like, yeah, the beavers I took care of would sit in their den like that. They would sit on their little tails. And then, like, sometimes they would just, like, put their front hands down on their tails. Like, it was a little table. Oh, God. It was very good. <laughs> it was a good That's thing cute. to see. <laughs> That's the one good thing. It's the one good thing they've got going. Um, so I mentioned that the males and females, you can't really tell them apart too easily externally. Right. But um, their sex organs, of course, are internally. The males have a baculum. Love that. That's that oh, fucking they got a bone. bone in their wiener. Bone in their boner, man. Exactly. It's double bone. It is cartilaginous. Don't come for me. Everyone calm down. It's not an actual bone, but it's a fucking bone. Um, and but then, it's a bone. <laughs> it's a fucking bone. They also just have a single opening, a cloaca. And that contains pretty much everything you need. Genital, digestive, excretory. Wow. All in one. Three in one, baby. Why does he do that? So this is interesting because this isn't really something that mammals have. In fact, most, no. I believe, like... I'm pretty sure my capybaras had vagines. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most, if not all mammals, like, have lost a cloaca. And so beavers are thought to have evolved these secondarily. And the idea is that... It reduces the area that they're vulnerable to infection when they're swimming in, like, dirty, infested water. Because beaters <laughs> are known to be in dirty, infested water. Yeah, they're the dirty one, though. They're the, they're the one dirtying. <laughs> exactly. If you cleaned <laughs> up after yourself, you wouldn't have to worry about your cloaca. But interesting. Here we are. So I can only get <laughs> one less hole dirty. Like, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's just put them all in one. So yeah, strange. exactly. I'm sure you're wondering what beaver feces looks like. So I'd love to know. They come out as these like little balls, um, and they look kind of like sawdust. What? Yeah, it's like beaver poop because it's like so it. fibrous. As most of their food is like so oh. fibrous that it really oh. just like comes out looking like a little like sawdust. Ball. It looks like a fucking like owl pellet almost. Like, mm-hmm. it's oh. gross. Um, but for the most part, beavers are gonna defecate into the water, which is why beaver water is so fucking gross. And why, if you've ever worked at a zoo where you've taken care of beavers, their water is disgusting. And your yeah. zoo director, like ours, might lose his actual mind <laughs> trying to constantly clean the beaver pool. What do they have? Chlamydia or whatever? Giardia. Giardia. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is important information. We always talk about nipples, and I'm so glad and I'm so happy to announce that female beavers How have many? four mammary glands. Four. They've got four. four. <laughs> Thank four. God. Four. <laughs> Thank God. It's a good number. It's a good. That's good for her. It's a good number. It's a good number. Good for her. Um, beavers are also interesting in that they have what's known as castor sacs. They have a pair of castor sacs that lie between their kidneys and their bladder. And these sacs empty into the urethra and their anal glands. And they're really important because they secrete this substance known as castorium, which mm. is something mature beavers excrete. Um, and it's used in combination with like their urine and sometimes their feces to set mark their territory. Just the nasty. It's yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Just um, the nasty. Yeah. It's really gross. They also produce an oily substance from their anal glands that they rub on their fur, and that's oh. what makes it waterproof. Great. Oh, sure. And then their anal secretions are mm, something that more. identifies them to their own family members. So they aid in individual and family recognition. So if you've got like a uh, unit of yeah. beavers. 
um, they have their own distinct anal secretion smell. And that's what other way could you ever identify family members, but <laughs> with their well, shit? Well, their sense of vision is pretty poor. They can't really see that well. And so they just got to go hmm. sniff in those anal secretions and be like, yes, that's my cousin. Love them. <laughs> their anal secretions are so great. Love them. Beavers live in freshwater ecosystems, things like rivers, right. lakes, ponds, streams, uh, water, being a semi-aquatic animal is important to them, but in beavers in particular, it is the most important part of their habitat. They can't live in a place that does not have water. They use this for protection. They use it to find food. They use it, obviously, to build their dams is a big thing, as well mm-hmm. as, like, sheltering. Um, and so mm-hmm. water's big, and um, beavers have been known, as you mentioned before, to completely have, like, a massive effect on the terrain of an ecosystem. Um, yeah. It's wild how much they affect shit like apart from humans never stop yeah (laughs) well like apart from humans there's no other extant animal that does more to shape its environment than beavers like it's crazy crazy um they're what's known as a keystone species because they affect so many different other species in an in an ecosystem but they're also just a big rat (laughs) (laughs) this big fucking construction worker moves in and he's just like all right here's what we're doing um but beavers are also known as an ecosystem engineer and they're like honestly like the poster child for that term because they do the fucking most they're just out here and they've got big plans to remodel and they don't care what you think no <laughs> it's fucking nobody gets any input it's wild beaver dam or bust exactly but beavers are herbivorous they eat a bunch of different types mm. of like plants and shit they also will consume bark uh, from a bunch of different trees they may actually cache their food during the winter but yeah they're going to be eating them plants they will still kill nice. you though if you're if you attack them so just be careful um they are predicted <laughs> upon by different types of cats and bears um anything in their their region that's basically bigger and a predator is going to predate on beavers you talk so much about like bus stuff but... that like i felt like maybe they were left alone a lot more because mm. you mentioned just like butt smells like a lot there were a lot of butt smells but i think that also <laughs> leads people to them <laughs> and by people i mean <laughs> everything I can smell a butt smell from a mile away time to God, eat it really just like reeks like butt huh i'm starving <laughs> <laughs> The greatest thing I think that people recognize about them is that they create dams. They're known for building dams. It's like their big fucking thing. They do this for a number of reasons. First off, they do it to provide like lodging for themselves Mm -hmm. and for their families. Um, Beavers typically revolve around like a family unit. And so it'll be like a monogamous male-female pair and then their offspring. And there can be like multiple generations of offspring. Um, When they're born, the babies are known as kits and they will live with Mm -hmm. their parents, you know, for like a couple years or whatever. Oftentimes, if, like, it's a really rough winter or resources are scarce, previous uh, offspring that have grown up and, like, left will come back to their parents' den and, like, come to visit them for the holidays, basically. Cute! Squat for the winter and stay warm and eat food. (laughs) But, yeah, they they build it for that, for shelter, for protection. Um, But it's also interesting because it's, like, they don't fully understand why beavers build dams. It's just, like, inherently built into their, like, behavior and, like, their genetic right. code. Um, but it's thought that the sound of running water stimulates dam building. They've got to stop it. <laughs> got to stop it. <laughs> like a sleeper agent. <laughs> the, the fucking, you turn on their faucet and Beaver's like, time to <gasps> dam. <laughs> Unreal. Um, and ad- in addition, the sound of a leak in a dam will trigger them to repair it. Like they will like immediately nice. go try to repair it. Damn. It's Keep your ear out for Selena, I guess. Exactly, dude. They're just like, fuck, got fucking work to do. It never ends. But to build their dam, they will use uh, different pieces of, like, logs. They'll use sticks. They'll use twigs. They'll pull up, like, strips of bark, all that kind of stuff. And this is where you see them, like, chopping down a tree, right? They've got their little, like, teeth. They're up on their hind leg. They're, like, propped up by their scary tail. And then they Mm -hmm. kind of chew at, like, a 45-degree angle, and they'll just, like, fucking... They can just, like, chomp through a tree. Like, no problem. And then, oftentimes, they'll, like, prepare as they're, like, building their dam. They'll just, like, go up on the fucking shore, and they'll go just, like, find a fucking tree, walk over there, chomp it, and then they'll create these little, like... And then just drag, like, an entire tree. (laughs) Unreal. Like, that should be the most concerning thing I tell you, because if this motherfucker can drag a goddamn tree unreal and then they also are like really intelligent and they'll make it easier for themselves so they'll create these like Mm -hmm. little like mud slip and slides so that all they have to do is kind of just like 
push it into that path and it'll like slip into oh. the to the river where they can more easily manipulate it yeah um they'll also carry like rocks and mud and stuff and they'll do that they'll like walk upright and then hold it between their little hands and their chin they'll like hold a big God. a big like load between their hands and their chin and they'll take it out there i've seen like beaver dams in real life mm-hmm. when i was in alaska mm-hmm. and they're just insane they can be so huge like it's like and remarkable that they're able to do that yeah and some like at first glance you might even just like not even realize that's what it was yeah yeah but then when you look at it you see there's like it is like legit holding back like a dick ton of water it's kind of crazy it's absolutely and then if you watch long enough a little beef comes out of it and you're just like wait a second (laughs) a little beef just swims out from under yeah Beaves around. It's just how they're beaving. It's insane. Beavers make two types of lodges. They're known as bank lodges and open water lodges. Bank mm. lodges are ones that have a bunch of tunnels and holes in, like, okay. built into the banks. Um, and then yeah. they have, like, sticks piled over them. So those are you'll kind of see them, like, off to the side. Whereas um, open water lodges are the ones that are kind of just, like, in the middle of, like, a stream. And, like, not really yeah. connected to the shore on either side. But both of these are accessed via underwater entrances. So you're never going to see a beaver just, like, climb through the top or, like, open a door. No. <laughs> like, going in underwater. They appear out of the water. Exactly. How the fuck do they do that? I don't understand. Yeah, I know. It, like, <laughs> it seems like a lot of work, right? It's insane. Okay, so, like, the open water ones are going to be a lot more complex because they have to be freestanding. And so they basically Jesus. just, like, build up a huge cache of, like, sticks and logs and stuff until it just dams up the river or like the right. stream or the pond or like whatever and it's crazy because it seems like it would take a long time and be like nearly impossible but they do it and then once they have it built they'll seal they'll like um seal up the roof with mud okay. and they'll leave a little yeah. air vent at the top so that they aren't um poisoned by carbon just like dioxide poisoning themselves <laughs> just fucking killing themselves making themselves like a little chimney because they were like oops a this wild. is important <laughs> what um in case you were wondering i did find an article that says wisconsin man's prosthetic leg found in beaver dam (laughs) so beaver saw that and was like perfect crown jewel perfect in my home (laughs) i need this for my dam i need it he probably took it from that man it's fucked up he probably took it off the man literally (laughs) fucked up dude (laughs) but yeah it's wild and like dams have like a huge effect on the ecosystem because they they affect the biodiversity of the area. They affect, like, what types of plant species grow. They affect, yeah. like, literally the way that the ro- the water runs. And so it creates, like, ponds. It creates wetlands. Like, it well, creates the, the entire has control landscape. over, like, erosion. <laughs> like, <laughs> know, this man is, like, the master of the chessboard. And he's just, like, moving pieces around. It's insane. Oh, my God. On top of that, it's also seen that beaver dams raise the water table, which is really important because it can like increase the nutrients in the soil make water more accessible again like spread the ability for like different types of plants to grow which can lead to like other insects and like other animals being able to proliferate in the area it's wild Mm -hmm. it's absolutely wild they increase the productivity of freshwater ecosystems and this accumulates nitrogen and sediments um, which is very important for growing different types of things it's thought that they have such a huge effect that in some of their in some of like the regions that they populate they contribute to climate change. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I always knew it wasn't me or the government. It was the beavers. <laughs> it's the beavers. I fucking knew it. Yeah, in Arctic areas, it's seen that they the floods that they create can cause permafrost to thaw, which then releases methane into the atmosphere. Oh my god. It's not all cow farts and burps. It's also beavers. It's also beavers. As far as it goes for like aquatic animals, they have a huge effect on them too. It's not just like the land and like the plant species. If I was a fish, I'd be pissed. If you built me on the other side, like you, like what if you separated my family or like I'm on the low side? Like I want to be on the deep side. I know. I'd be pissed. Well, okay. What's actually interesting is like scientists thought the same thing. They're like, that's like cutting off all these fish, right? Like that's kind of fucked up. But actually, the presence of beavers Uh can increase wild salmon and trout populations, as well as the size of those fish. Because, again, it's drawing in more insects to the area. And um, they're able to more readily spawn in the area. And it's just like... And, like, the beavers not eating the fish. Yeah, exactly. So they're just, like, thriving. Fuck. Dang. There is the inhibition of migration, which is obviously, like, a big 
issue for mm. fish. Right. But there's no like salmon tube there at every beaver <laughs> exactly. dam. There's no human fish tube. shoot tube. <laughs> but it's thought that like the benefits kind of outweigh the negatives. Gotcha. Still worth it. Okay. Okay. Beaver ponds are also right. super beneficial to frog populations because they provide protected areas for larvae to mature oh. in warm water. Yeah. And I shit my kids out in a beaver hole yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. And on top of that, the slow-moving and standing waters of these ponds are also really great for freshwater turtles for the exact same reason. It's great. Nice. They help out waterfowl because they increase the areas of water. Every, like, fucking insect, because they're, like, taking off bark and, like, creating flooding and creates dead trees. And so all these, like, insects that feed on, like, dead trees come in. Like, it's, like... (laughs) Wow. So he's, like, literally a friend of the forest. And we were, like, he is inherently sinful and, like... (laughs) Has nothing but malice in his eyes. He does, but I stand him. <laughs> but he's like the interior decorator of just like the world. He's the interior so. decorator of my nightmares, is what it is. <laughs> That's what yeah. it is. Beavers are mostly nocturnal and crepuscular. Uh, nocturnal mm-hmm. being that they're most active at night, and crepuscular being that they're most active during twilight. They stand Edward Cullen, is what that means, basically. I love <laughs> twilight. Love it. <laughs> um, here's a fun fact. They do not hibernate during winter. I think a lot of people think oh. that they do. But um, you just don't see them because they're just like hanging out in their little houses, their little lodges. They're right. not going to come they out. a little fire. Yeah. They're not going to come out just they to see your chimney. ugly cold ass out there. <laughs> going to stay inside. No. Shove off. <laughs> exactly. They built a home. They're going to stay in it. So as far as like beaver breeding goes, I said that they're monogamous. Uh, if they need to, like if like a male or female dies in the pair, they will go out and find a replacement. But it's like... Mm. They want to be with their loved one, you know? They're not going to go out there cheating. <laughs> right. Um, they, the females will have their first estrus cycle of the season in late December and peak in mid-January. And then they'll mm-hmm. go into estrus about two to four times per season. Mating will take place in the water, last between 30 to th- seconds to three minutes. Oh. oh, So quick and dirty. Get in, get out. And then gestation is 104 to 111 days. And at this point, up to four kits mm. are going to be born, which is perfect. She Thank got God. Yeah. Four nips. I've only got those four nipples. Four nips for four kits. When the uh, kits are born, they're what's known as precocial, which means that they're pretty much like mini adults. They can get around if they yeah. need to. And they have their full fur and their eyes open within a couple days. So they're like ready to go. They're really cute, too. They're super fuzzy. They're like carbon copies of the adult. <laughs> Copy paste. Exactly. <laughs> Just. Um, mom's going to be the primary caretaker, but dad is going to maintain the territory. So they've got a Mm. good bit of parental investment from both. And then older siblings that live in the family unit also help raise the young. It's super important for them to learn as well. Do you think Santa delivers presents to them from their chimney? I absolutely think he does. Yes. They've got a chimney. That's the only qualifier. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then they're inside when it's cold and like they have a chimney. Yes. It's mostly to keep the carbon dioxide from poisoning them. But I think it's also partly to let Santa in. Secondarily, to let Santa <laughs> exactly. in. Got a little Because, like, Santa can get into, like, apartments and stuff, obviously. But mm-hmm. this is underwater. So, like. Right. He needs a chimney. Correct. Yeah. No, I definitely. I, I don't think I know. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good, good. Confirmed. Um, okay. That's actually something you learn when you take care of beavers. It's, like, that's the first thing you learn. <laughs> Santa. That- Santa's like, how do I get in yeah, here? Yeah, and you're like, I've got it. Like, don't worry. We're going to make this happen. <laughs> Santa, I got you, Bo. I got you. Uh, sexual maturity happens at about a year and a half to three years old, and they might leave their birth colony at around two years old. But as I mentioned, if like shit's rough and they need to they need to pick me up, they might go home and visit mom and dad over the winter if they need to. <laughs> I wonder if they have anxiety. Yes, they look like they have anxiety. Because I'm just thinking, like, isn't it cool to like be born with like a purpose mm-hmm. and you just like do that purpose? But then I'm looking into their eyes a lot, and then I'm just thinking that. I don't know. It kind of feels like he's never satisfied. So then, in turn, he would just be constantly anxious about, like, I should go tear down, like, another tree. Like, the dam's not good enough. Like, I hear a hole in it. Yeah. Like, when is Santa coming? Well, and the like, fact that, like, running water seems to, like, kickstart him into action. You know, I feel like that's... Right. Cool. I, the it's work like he never, never done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so at first agree. I was like, oh, I wish I was a beaver. But now I'm changing my mind. Because they feel, like, more anxious than me, even. <laughs> Which is saying something. <laughs> Which is like saying a lot. Well, it's saying a lot, yeah. <laughs> so beavers are pretty territorial and they will like fiercely defend their territory. The males in particular are the ones that are like doing the majority of that. But pretty much everyone in that family unit is going to contribute to like scent marking their territory. 
which is super important. They will do this by establishing um, their basically like their territory lines along the bank of their pond, as well okay. as obviously in their den and then any areas that they're like foraging in. And they'll construct these scent mounds made of mud, as well as that like um, castorium, which I mentioned was from their nasty yeah. glands. Um, so they'll kind of make these little like mud bombs basically and just like prop those up everywhere beavers exhibit a behavior known as the deer enemy effect have you heard of that before no so it's basically a phenomenon in which two neighboring territorial animals will become less aggressive toward one another once those territorial borders are established like up until that Mm. point they're like all you know all bets are off you we're gonna like fucking kill you but then like once everyone puts their fence up basically they're like all right like where it's settled, like we can we can continue, we can get on with our lives. It's because they have morals. That's got to be what it is. That's got to be what it is. That's Love thy neighbor. It is. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, they kind of have not an affinity, but like less hatred toward their neighbor. And so if okay. they, they'll like become familiar with the sense of their neighbors and their territories, and they like won't you know overstep those bounds or whatever. But mm-hmm. they will respond less aggressively to the sense of their territory territorial neighbors than those made by, like, other beavers that they've, like, never met before. And so they're just like, eh, like, we're not cool, but, like, I don't hate you. Like, keep your enemies close. Like, you know, you know, it's the enemy you know, not the enemy you don't know. You know, like, you've already sized him up. Exactly. I know know this man's weaknesses. You can take him or not. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know this other fucking fucko. This other fucking Joe Schmo. Mm -hmm. Who's he? His shit stinks. I don't want him around. fucking kill him. him. (laughs) Let's let's all kill him. him. (laughs) What if we just killed this guy? As far as like um, defending their territory is they sometimes do displays. Eurasian beavers are actually the ones that have been recorded doing this. It's called a stick display and they'll do this at the borders of their territories. Okay. And what this is is a beaver will rise out of the surface of shallow water and they'll be (laughs) holding a stick in their mouth. Just and the way that you said that, like, rise up out. Rise like, up. <laughs> in this very scary. scary way. There's like, let me set the scene. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. twilight. <laughs> There's <laughs> mist descending upon the shallow Ooh. water and the wetlands. Ooh. You see a sliver of moonlight starting to peek out. And, and you see a, a dark figure slowly rise out of the water. What is that in its mouth? A knife? No. Oh, no. It's just a <laughs> stick. Oh, thank oh, God. Oh, God. Wait. Thank God. What is it doing? The motion. It's unnerving. It's bobbing up and down, creating small <gasps> splashes with its hands. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> oh my god! Um, you die from fear. The end. No! <laughs> god, can I start That's over? sinister? God. It's sinister. The way you said that, yeah. I was also expecting Edward to be there because it was Twilight, but that's okay. No, it's the time of day, babe. <laughs> Wasn't the plot of the book, babe. <laughs> um, so beavers are sometimes a nuisance, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Especially when they come into contact with humans or if they're, like, damming up a stream as part of a golf course because that happens actually quite a bit. <laughs> and those people at the golf course are like, don't fuck with our streams. And beavers like, I don't give a single I will, flying fuck. I will fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah. You can die I and I won't care. Um, so they can actually cause quite a bit of damage because of, like, the Nice. Stick it to footprint. the fucking man, dude. I know. I love it. They're out here causing climate change, <laughs> sticking it to corporations. Like, fuck you. Fuck yeah. I love to see it. They can cause a lot of flooding, which is obviously a big issue. Um, <laughs> every so often, they have been noted to attack humans and oh, domestic he's pets. He's a fucking agent of chaos. Like, Honestly. You cannot, you cannot pin him down. He's chaotic neutral, I think. I would say chaotic neutral, yes. I would say so. Okay, yeah, Um, neutral. Okay. More often than not, this happens when they're infected with rabies. They are rabies vector. Um, Not (laughs) great. But it can also happen when they're defending their territory or they feel threatened, right? Anyone who's scared is going to, like, do a drop kick that they didn't know they could do. Beavers are no different. There's been at least one recorded human death from a beaver, so. What? Yeah, watch out. What was he, tied down? (laughs) Covered in bark? (laughs) What the hell? I don't know, man. I'll fucking know, man. They're also problematic in the sense that they can um, carry disease as well. They obviously live in like some yucky fucking waters, and they've got some not so clean habits. Um, but they are susceptible to giardia, is the big one, and so they can yeah. also contaminate um, water with giardia if they have it. Right, and, then and everybody, has everyone it. has giardia, and it's like not fun. And so yeah, and people can get it, right? Yeah, people can get it. And you can get really sick it's like a digestive gives you issue. like the shits yeah. yeah big time big time i know i was always paranoid when i work with beavers i was like oh my god i'm gonna like shit my brains out 
And then we worked with someone who like snorkeled it like with no gear on and just like was slurping their water. Do you remember that? I do remember. I will never forget that actually. It was was the worst thing I saw a picture of him in like green sewage water with nothing protecting it. Yep. And just like holding their water or holding their breath. Oh, oh my god. god. Anyways, anyways, I hate it. But throughout history, beavers have been a big part of commercial use. They've been hunted, trapped, and exploited for their fur, oh, yeah. meat, as well as that castorium, that um, secretion. Yeah, castor oil. Yeah, people have said that it's helpful for a number of medical reasons. Pliny the Elder, oh. this motherfucker, suggested that it could treat vertigo, seizures, flatulence, sciatica, stomach diseases, and epilepsy. That's too many things. It can't do all of that. He also said Excuse me. it could cure hiccups if you mixed it with vinegar. Same Pliny? Who's this motherfucker? I know. Same this same? old Yeah, Pliny the Elder, dude. He's a Roman author. Pliny the Elder. Philosopher. He sounds like a beaver. He sounds like, like that a sounds big like a loser. Woodland creature. <laughs> fucking hell. Sounds like a big fucking loser. Does it actually do anything? I mean, it definitely doesn't do all of those things. No. There's no way. Yeah. Like most of the medical use of it today is like not really substantiated and it's kind of like a homeopathic thing oh okay um but yeah i don't know and it's just his shithole oil yeah pretty much right okay just checking (laughs) various different native american cultures have hunted beavers for food throughout history they've been a Mm -hmm. big part of their diet unfortunately however uh beaver pelts had their moment they were used to make hats and so felters would remove the guard hairs and then it was thought that to make a good top hat it required two to three beaver pelts. Um, some different brands like used more. And in the late 16th century, Europeans began to deal in North American furs since there were no like taxes in the New World. Um, and so it just like at that point, like the European beaver numbers were declining. And so they're like, oh, we'll just go to North America and exploit that resource because we're the fucking worst. Always. People are the worst. Always. But it like a bu- it started a bunch of wars because it was such a valuable commodity and fur traders. Wow, beaver wars. What? <laughs> wow, beaver wars. <laughs> the beaver wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> but fur traders were the main driver of westward expansion of Europeans into North America. Fucking what the crazy. Fuck? Between 1860 and 1870, which was the peak of the fur trade, uh, it was thought that the fur companies in the U.S bought over 150,000 beaver pelts a year. Oh, my God. decimating it. And so following that, there was a ton of, like, animal rights and anti-fur and conservation mm-hmm. campaigns mm-hmm. that has since decreased the demand for beaver pelts, and the global fur trade is no longer profitable. They just kind of kicked the legs out from under it. Good. Um, the good news is, is that both Eurasian and North American beavers are listed as uh, least concern on the IUCN red list. Nice. Hell yeah. So they definitely bounce back, which is nice. Um, obviously, they're a really important part of every ecosystem that they're in, but if you introduce them to a place as, like, an invasive species, they will wreak fucking havoc, yeah. so don't do that. <laughs> don't fucking okay, do Okay, I that. refuse to look this up, mm-hmm. but this is what's in my brain, is that somewhere, somewhere, they were, like, re-in- reintroducing beavers, and they put them in a box and threw them out <gasps> of an airplane with what? a parachute. That doesn't seem like a great way. <laughs> and like that it worked so look i don't know look it up i refuse to look it up because i won't (laughs) i won't do it i just won't do it but um they like chucked like 30 beavers out of airplanes Mm -hmm. and like made like a box that like imploded or something and the beaver just like flew out of it man i don't know so if you're ever thinking about like options for reintroducing animals um, have you considered eating it out of an airplane in a box that explodes in a beaver box. Have you thought about that? That's an option for you. <laughs> beaver box. Maybe not Maybe the number I one. But, um, culturally, beavers have huge significance. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of different like idioms, like busy as a beaver or like uh, beaver intellect. Like all of these things refer to them as like being like obviously busy and like intentional with the things that they do. So it's like a compliment mm-hmm. if you're like a busy beaver. Unfortunately, though, <laughs> beaver is also a sexual slang term for the human vulva. Yeah. Or fortunately, I should say. Depends on your interests. And if you like calling it that. Yeah. But if you like beeves, I guess. Getting, it's also getting Justin, Justin Beaver. Justin Beaver, exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> um, beavers have been all throughout mythology in a ton of different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been obviously known for their like industriousness and their skill 
and their work ethic. Yeah, you can throw him out of an airplane. Like, this is pretty... Fuck's sake. Pretty solid guy. (laughs) Fuck's sake, dude. There was, um... There's actually one story from an indigenous population in North America. I forget which which one it is, but it was the a story of a great beaver, and it's thought that its dam caused the world flood. And I was like, oh, that's a Dude, pretty I good fucking one. Bet. Like, I believe that. Yeah, that sounds great. I believe that. Um, it's on a lot of different currency across the world as well, especially in Canada. I think it's the nice. state animal of New York and Oregon, and it's the uh, strange national animal of Canada. Wow. I know. They People love the beaver. about it. They were all about it. There's tons of beavers throughout uh, media. They're, like, everywhere. The one that comes to my mind, like, off the top of my head is from the Chronicles of Narnia. And the man had this, like, Cockney accent. He's like, oh, we go help oh. you for Aslan. <laughs> oh, my God. But they're they're everywhere. That's the, that's the problem. I think of Bidoof, the Pokemon. He's a beaver. Oh, he is. Yeah, Pretty Bidoof. much. He builds a dam. And if you aren't a Bidoof stan... You need to play the new Pokemon Snap game because after that you'll be a Bidoof stand. Because I've never loved this Pokemon more in my life. Really? He's so fucking does cute. Does he look good? Yes. He looks so good and he does nothing but cute shit. Aww. And you can just get like amazing photos of him because literally everything he does, he just like poses <gasps> and is just like so fucking cute. Bidoof. I like literally like took a picture of two of them side by side and like edited it with like hearts all over it on my on my switch in my just like spare time like i love him now we stand Badoof so in this cute. house fuck we stand him all right well that's the beaver i'm gonna hit you with that quick tilda swinton um so hit this me. week we talked hit about me. the beaver it is a semi-aquatic animal and it is um there's two different species found in north america and eurasia Eurasian beaver. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I said Eurasia. Um, there's the North American beaver and the Eurasian beaver. They're the second largest living rodents after the capybara, and they're known for their pretty stout, thick bodies, their big flat tails, their webbed feet, and their big long incisors. Just like all rodents, they have ever-growing incisors, so they constantly have to chop those down, and the way that they do that naturally is when they're building their dams. So beavers are probably most notoriously known for building dams, also referred to as lodges, and they do that by going up on a shore, um, using those big chomping incisors to cut through tree bark and the flesh of the tree, and they'll carry all those sticks and logs that they collect back and they'll build a dam. Um, this is used for a number of different reasons, but beavers in particular will use them for lodging, they'll use them for protection, they will mm-hmm. have their kits in there, um, they'll store food in there, all that kind of stuff. And what's interesting is that not only do these dams have a huge effect on the ecosystem in which a beaver lives, but it also has a huge effect on the biodiversity of that area, too. Beavers have been known to completely change the landscape of a habitat and completely change the outlook of the species living in that habitat as well. It's thought that the sound of running water is what instigates the beaver's work to build a dam, and the sound of any, like, leaking water is what... Um, spurs them into action to fix any leaks in their dam. So they're very, very dedicated to this craft, and they're constantly working Mm -hmm. on it. And that's one of the reasons that the expression, busy as a beaver, is one that's very popular, and it describes beavers and their fucking dedication to construction and interior design. (laughs) (laughs) Beavers usually live around 10 years in the wild. They can live like 15 years or so in zoos, and then they're predated upon by basically any large predators in their habitat. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they do, or they are susceptible to a number of different diseases, things that could affect humans pretty heavily as well, things like rabies, and uh, Giardia is a big one too. So beavers can be infected by Giardia, but because they spend most of their time in the water, they can also infect those uh, water areas too, which the humans come in contact with. So it can be an issue, mm-hmm. something to look out for. Beaver families are consisting of a monogamous pair, an adult male and female, as well as their offspring from several generations, and they give birth to kits and usually at about a year four nipples <laughs> they got four nipples <laughs> they have the most don't you dare fucking forget <laughs> i know i'm so sorry that is like crucial and then there have been there's been a long history of interactions with humans humans have used beaver meat as well as their pelts as well as their bones and their uh castorium which is one of their kind of like scent gland things for a lot of different things throughout the years in fact beaver pelts were the driving force of the fur trade in the mid 1800s and their numbers dropped drastically, um, both across the ocean as well as here in North America. So there was a Do lot you think of effort. They made anything out of their baculum? Probably, right? I'm sure they did. I'm sure someone I feel like did. I saw like I saw like bat like whale wrists. What the whale fuck? You're sounding like me now, where I say all my weird shit. 
<laughs> I saw like walrus baculum art because of course the baculum is like really big. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they did that. I gotta think that someone Why wouldn't has. They? Yeah, I would if I had it. I, w- I would. It's not <laughs> like I would. It's not sin. like if I had it in my hand, I would throw it away. Just be like, well, I'm gonna keep no. this. No, I'm gonna keep this. <laughs> I do all kinds of crazy shit with it. I make it into like a stamp. I don't a even know. Stamp. Ooh. I don't know. Just like stamp dick bones all over the place. Yeah, I kind of like that. I think that's cool. I might make it into like a magnet and put it on my fridge or maybe yeah, like a, uh, a swizzle stick for my coffee. If you put pipe cleaners around it, you can make it look like a bug. A bug. Oh, that's fun. I like that. You know what you could do? Endless. You know what you could do? Things. Is you could Endless like things. put it along the length of the cord of your phone charger where it meets the actual plug so it doesn't bend oh, and fray. Support it. And keep mm-hmm, it supported. Mm-hmm. That'd be perfect big brain hours i know oh god there's endless uses for these but the, don't do that don't go kill a beaver for it fuck you <laughs> don't what the fuck? tons of conservation efforts get your own have been implemented over the years since the fur trade um to help beaver populations bounce back and the good news is they worked um both the eurasian and the north american beaver are considered least concerned on the iucn red list they're super popular throughout culture that's it everyone knows beavers Bye. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Thank you all for joining us this week and learn a little bit more about the beaver. We hope you had a great time. We hope you're having a, a good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever it is. and Whatever uh, freaking time. You're yeah. In. And we hope that, uh, I don't know, you learned a few facts about beavers. I sure didn't know a bunch of that shit. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, you can follow us on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're active on all of those, and we share all of our watermarked memes there now, so make sure to share them directly <laughs> from the page. We super appreciate it. Uh, as we mentioned, we don't do any freaking advertising for ourselves at all, apart from our memes, so you sharing those helps us out a lot. We super appreciate it. Uh, if you want to become involved specifically with the podcast and supporting what we do, you can do that at patreon.com slash keeperchat. We have a few different tiers that you can join. If you join our $5 tier, Pants Patron, you get access to all of our bonus episodes um, available immediately. There's like 40 hours of content that you can just go and binge if you'd like. You can also help us decide what we talk about each week. And then if you join our $10 tier, you get all that plus more. You get access to our Discord server and you get a shout out on the show. It's a great time. We appreciate all of our patrons. Thank you so much. If you want to get an, a question answered for a quick and dirty episode, you can send those to keeperchat at gmail.com and we'll review them and answer them. We love receiving those and we love giving out advice and you all apparently love to hear it. And if you haven't already, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Podchaser. Again, this helps out with advertising for the podcast, but also for every rating and review we receive on one of those platforms, we donate $5 to the conservation organization of our patron's choice. So by helping us out, you're helping some animals out. It's a win-win all around. That's all I got for you. We hope you guys are thriving and, I don't know, I guess, dreaming about beavers if you want to, whatever that means to you. Ooh, I hope you think about beavers just as much as you want to think about beavers. No more, no less. (laughs) That's all I can hope for anyone. (laughs) It's the kindest thing anyone's ever said to me. In your work hours, in your sleep hours. Just the appropriate amount of beaver, beaver thoughts. Exactly. Cater to you, by you, for you. For you. Oh, that's all I can hope. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> we'll chat with you all next time. Smell you later. Bye.